Welcome back to Diet Right Podcast with Brooke and Alyssa Miller. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> both dietitians, both moms, both from the Midwest. Yes, but we actually are in Denver now, so that's right. I feel like that's a little confusing. We always say that we're from the Midwest, that is which true. we are, and I'm like, but we live in Denver. We live in Denver. I don't know if we've ever said that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've made references to the mountains. People are very confused. Yeah, they're like, where are these mountains <laughs> in Wisconsin you speak of? They're not mountains. They're hills. Yeah. Um, no, we live in Denver. Both it's of us. It's amazing. Can you believe it? And we're here in person. Yes. Which I feel like is very rare on podcasts. Usually when there's two people, they're not in person. I know. I'm looking directly at Brooke's face right now. I touched her belly <laughs> a minute ago Cause and a felt baby a baby kick. Oh. Not because my rock hard abs. Because of a baby. <laughs> Would you like to feel my rock hard abs? I'm just kidding. I bet you do My postpartum body. Yeah, whatever. Oh. Speaking of which, are you going to the gym tonight? No, probably not. Oh, okay. Well, we won't get done in time, and that's we okay. Can? No, it's fine. Okay. I'm going to go for a walk later with the boys. I should, but usually 4 p.m. is when I stop like trying to move very well, much. Well, I like taking... I would rather go for a walk when it's the sunny out. Yeah. It's so nice out. It's so hot out. I took It is. That's why we're going to wait until it's yes. cooler. I should, but I'll probably get a key lime... What's that thing? From, oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A yeah. key lime lemonade. Yeah. I'll probably do that while you're walking. So. That sounds great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd probably. Actually, I bought key lime Nusa yogurt. Oh, is it good? And I think I'm going to mix it with ice. And it's got to taste like the same, right? Uh, obviously. Nusa yogurt is <laughs> yeah, very Yeah, no, it is sweet. very good. I, we usually use it for, like, dessert. Oh, I'm excited. Maybe I'll do that instead. We may and go to Dairy walk. Queen later. <laughs> we may We, we may could walk just walk to Dairy, to Dairy, Queen. Dairy Queen and back. Uh, I'm anyways, gonna pass I'm 34 weeks pregnant, which oh is why, gosh. yeah, mm-hmm. that's why like I don't want to move. Almost when I had my baby. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. 36 weeks. Yeah, that's nuts. I thought he was coming before then. But... I know. I when I told Josh six weeks left, he was like six, and I was like, mm-hmm, six, and he's like, that seems really soon. I was like, it is soon. Yeah, it could be it's sooner. Go fast. <clears throat> I'm praying for five. Yeah, five weeks. Yeah. That's Not a good time. much earlier than that. Yeah, you know, 39 we weeks is good. want her to fully cook, but... But 39 weeks is good. Yeah, yeah 39 it's plenty. weeks. That's when Aiden came. Yeah, that's perfect. We can only help. Good luck. All right, so today... <clears throat> I <Yeah>. <clears throat> sound like a smoker. I know. I'm pretty sure it's just allergies. <laughs> Remember, Michael, then you sneezed in my coffee and you said, don't worry, it's just allergies. <laughs> yeah. I love that line so much. Okay, anyways, today we're talking about... Ashton. Ashton. Our favorite, well, okay. My son's my favorite, obviously, but our favorite newest member of Diet Riot Podcast. Yes, he is the newest. Sorry, Sorry baby girl. She's not, not out yet. Yeah, she's not earth side. She's yeah. just still she's encapsulated. She's still in there. <laughs> she's she doesn't hear what we're saying. And easy, and I can just sleep yeah. anytime I want, except for so the toddler. Yeah. So anyways, we're talking about Ashton today. Yeah, we wanted to give you guys an update about his heart surgery, and... Um, a lot of you probably don't know anything about Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. I didn't before this. So I just wanted to kind of take you guys into our journey with Down syndrome and heart surgery and testing and pregnancy with it and everything we went through. Um, just because I think it's interesting to hear other people's stories. And you never know. Like you could totally end up with a birth diagnosis. Yep. A few of my friends did. Yeah. They all of a sudden 
had the baby and the doctor said, we think your baby has Down syndrome. We want to test you. And then it could be like me where you find out during pregnancy. So in case you're in that situation or you have a friend in that situation. I was going to say, or like me, you have a friend who yeah. went through it. So it's been really eye-opening and interesting. And share, yeah. she shares a ton of information with me. And I feel like I've learned a lot. And we just think it'd be really interesting for you guys to listen to. We took last week off um, because Ashton was still recovering from heart surgery and um, it was a lot going on. So we took last week off and we thought most of you would appreciate a little update. Yeah. So. Because who doesn't love the cutie little blondie? He's so cute. Yes. So. So yeah. So we'll tell, start us from rewind. the beginning. Conception. What yeah. was that like? <laughs> well, my, it was great. My parents and in-laws <laughs> listened. So. Okay. So yeah, moving we'll just, on no. from conception. <laughs> well, no, it was actually funny because I, the month I got pregnant, the doctors told me I wasn't going to be able to. Right. Because I was taking all these ovulation tests uh-huh. and like nothing was showing up. And then. My periods were so long. Like they I would, thought you had PCOS, right? Yeah, yeah, and I guess I still could. I just they. I guess. Yeah, they just were like, "Oh, you're only get your period every few months, so uh-huh. like you might have this." So then I was peeing on sticks, and they said, "Well, if you haven't ovulated by this day, you're not ovulating." So then I gave up, kind of that month. I was like, "Oh, whatever, we'll try again. It's fine." Yeah. And then I was still taking my temperature. I just wasn't peeing on sticks, and then realized, you know, like. From my chart, I was like, huh, this is weird. Like, now I'm 60 days without a period. Normally, I'm like 50. Um, so let's just, let's, I'm going to be on a stick. And so for then, those of you women who don't know what a normal cycle is, 50 28 is days. normal. Yeah, 28 days. <laughs> so 60 is even like pretty absurd. Yeah, so I was days. like, okay, I see a drop in my temp and then a spike. And like, I think I ovulated, but I wasn't peeing on tests because the doctor told me to give up because it was never going to happen. Uh-huh. Joke's on you, doctor. Doctors know so much. Yes. <laughs> They're always right. Yes. I've learned. Just joking if any doctors. Yeah, sorry. Really sorry. Smart. We don't want to offend anybody. You know a lot. Yes. Right, but not everything. Not everything. And so then I went in for my test. And of course, like when they asked when my last period was, they're like, oh, you're like 12 weeks long. And I was like, no, I'm not. I ovulated on this day. Uh-huh. I know when I conceived this baby. <laughs> like, I know it. So then we went in for a six week and eight week called Sean. And they, they were like, oh, yeah, this is how far you are along. And I was like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I already knew that. I already knew that, you know. And then actually, Alyssa and I had a conversation at work before I went in for my 12 week old Sean. And I asked you. Smile is so big. (laughs) No, I asked you advice about um, genetic testing. Yeah. Uh And Alyssa was kind of like, "We didn't, right? You didn't." Mm -hmm. And so after talking with her and Jesse about it, I was like, you know, I don't think we have to do genetic testing. Like, it doesn't matter what our kid has. Like, we're gonna keep our kid. Right. um, That was our. Who cares? It was like, I mean, now I don't even know if we would necessarily change our minds based on what you've now been through, but like it is eye opening to know what else is out there and stuff. But honestly, for us, it, it would never end at a terminating of pregnancy, right? But as we'll find out in this story, it is nice to have like a heads up of what might be going yeah, on, but for sure, yeah. So we, we didn't with this one, but who knows? Honestly. Yeah, so. and so I was like, oh, we're healthy, we're young, like right. let's just not do any testing. So then we went in, did our 12-week ultrasound, and then the tech just kind of got quiet and was like, you could tell something was wrong. And she said, do, do, are you guys going to do genetic testing? Uh-huh. And we said, no, we didn't want to. Right. She's like, okay, I need to go talk to the doctor. So then we're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Something's off. Yeah. So rate's already elevated. we're just like waiting in the waiting room for yeah. a long time. And then we essentially get pulled in and they're like... Um, we think something's wrong with your baby. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know necessarily what it is. We think it's a chromosomal abnormality. They list off like five of them, and they're like, it's, it's probably terrifying. one of these. Could be a heart defect mm-hmm. or both. Um, you know, if you want to go ahead and terminate your pregnancy, we can do that now. So I'm 12 <laughs> weeks along. Oh, my god! Literally have no actual diagnosis right. at this point. Just suspicion. Um, just suspicion. They send one ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And then they ask... Oh, that makes me throw up. Yeah. So then I go in for my 12... Or then they say, you need to see a specialist. So mm-hmm. I go in for the specialist the next day. Luckily, we got in. Um, same thing. They saw... There was a thick... It's called a nuchal translucency. That's what they look for in a 12-week ultrasound a lot. It's like fluid behind the neck. And so they saw that and they said, we think there's a 75% chance your baby has a genetic abnormality and a heart defect. Oh. Be, because there's fluid on the chest, too. Right. So I said, okay. And they said, we can do a blood test. It's non-invasive and it'll at least like rule out some things. So at that point they had given me like a lot of scary genetic abnormalities. And I was like, I do want to rule out those just because if it is one of those things, like I need to really prepare Prepare. myself mentally. And if it's not, I still want to like know what to prepare for. So did the blood test and um, I was a mess that week. I mean, I literally was like, my baby's going to die in yeah. utero or die, like, at birth. And yeah, like, stillbirth rate. They, talk, they, they talk a lot were about. talking a lot about stillbirth. And again, they were like, we can go ahead and terminate now. Or you can do what's called a CVS. It's invasive. can cause miscarriage. And they're like, we can do that now if you want to know. Like, if you're planning to terminate your pregnancy, you can do that now. And I was like, nope, nope. We're keeping this baby. But thanks. <laughs> In Colorado, thanks, but no it is, like, late-term abortions are legal here. Mm-hmm. So, like, technically, you anyone would have, like, up until, like, the day before birth to decide to abort, which is nuts. It's not that late, but it's pretty late. Oh, I yeah. thought it was. Um, I could have, because he had a genetic abnormality, oh, I could have aborted him pretty much at birth, yeah. That's nuts. Um, if he was normal, quote-unquote, because right. we're all so normal. Yeah. Um, I could have, I could have, like, into the third trimester, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and everything externally of your pregnancy was going fine, right? At this point? At this point, yes. Like everything you, was good. Outside the ultrasound, yeah. you were growing normally. Was, it was like gaining yep. weight fine. Everything was good. Yep. And then, um, three days later, I was actually on my lunch break reading my Bible and, um, I was like, got a sign that was, you know, that you're going to have a boy and he's going to be okay. And I was like, okay, I got this. It's going to be a boy. And we didn't want to find out the gender at all. We didn't until birth. And then two minutes later, clearly God told you early. I know. (laughs) And then two minutes later, the doctor called Uh and was like, I'm so sorry. Your baby, I think has down syndrome. And I was like, Oh, great. Okay. So like, (laughs) Our baby probably doesn't have trisomy 13 or 18, which was what I was really scared about because they typically don't live like they live for like a week or a day or an hour. Hours or, yeah. And so I was like, okay, are we like, we're in the clear for these things? And he's like, yeah, but your baby probably has Down syndrome. I'm really sorry. And I was (laughs) like, okay, thanks. Thanks. Um, Yeah. So I was like, bye. See you later. Yeah. You know? And at this point, you had already known that it was going to be like something. So yeah. Like my 75% chance yeah, something right. was going on. So at this point, I was like, I hope it's Down syndrome. Exactly. Because it's way like way less complications, you know. Totally. So then we, again, they were like offering all this invasive testing and we're just like, I don't feel comfortable with that. And then fast forward, we went to Europe. They were yeah. kind of pushing us like, oh, you should do an amniocentesis, which it is technically it's an, an invasive test. 
it's like a one in 1,000 chance of miscarriage. Right. So it's not high risk, but it is considered invasive. Um, oh, did it stop? I don't know. Where'd it go? Oh, no. Okay, we're, okay, we'll just set it oh, up. Oh, God. Um, yeah. So they offered an amniocentesis, and we were going to Europe for our five-year wedding anniversary. And I said, I'm not doing an amnio yeah. and then getting on a plane and leaving for Europe. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So we just, like, thought about it while we were in Europe, and it was kind of, like killing us not knowing yeah just like not knowing for sure because the blood test it's called um you get like a positive predictive value and it came back 61 percent positive that i would have a baby with down syndrome so 61 percent. so that's not this is the one that they offer at 10 weeks or this is a separate um, one this was a, i got this this was a blood test you can do around 10 or 12 weeks okay yep and yeah anyone I remember, can do it that was the other reason why we didn't do it was because when they told us about the test at 10 weeks they're like, well, it just has this, it basically throws this like really wide net and yes. it's like, Hey, if anything's weird, it'll come back and say, you have this probability. It's not a diagnosis no. and it's not for sure. And nope. even a lot of people get uh, false positives, right? which you learned talking to a lot of people, mm-hmm. you end up with these false positives and you're stressed for no reason. And stress is so bad for pregnancy. Yeah. So it's like, if we can avoid that, then let's, you know. So yeah. that was and, another reason. But. Yeah, and they really push people to get the testing done if you're over 35, you know, because they call it geriatric, yeah. which... Insane. Come yeah. on. You're Especially not in Colorado, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they really push it. But, yeah, this has, testing essentially showed we had a 61% chance. Right. So it was like, Who knows? okay, yeah. like, now this is again, now we're just in the waiting and we don't know what to do. Mm. Like, And in Europe. <laughs> yeah, and we're in Europe. And so we're like, okay, when we get back, we'll just decide what we want to do. Right. Um, and then we went in for our 19-week ultrasound. They found the heart defect. And at that point, they didn't tell us what the defect was. They wanted us to go to cardiology. But they said there is a heart defect. So at that point in my mind, I was like, our baby has Down syndrome 100%. Like, right. I don't even need an amnio. Jesse was like starting to realize like the baby probably had Down syndrome at that point. He was definitely like in denial the yeah. first few time, like the first. Brooke few and weeks. I like I feel like you and I are very similar. We're like googling or like researching and reading yes. about like everything that could be going on. Yeah, and I do that now, and I have no testing to show anything negative. And Josh and Jesse are both just like it's fine, like it's until fine. it's like proven. Yes, yeah, I'm not gonna. Which believe I like. It. We need in our lives. Right. <laughs> I appreciate and respect, but sometimes it's like, hey, can we just like be realistic for like one minute? Yeah. Well, and I was like, I don't want to be shocked with right. what it is. Like, yeah. I don't want you to, you know, think that. So then, um, well, it's better to know, like, know for sure, but have some preparation of like, right. you would, I mean, I would think it'd be better to have some sort of mental preparation versus being completely shocked. I would do the same thing you would do is like research and be prepared so like, that I was ready a- for it. Yeah. Instead of feeling like, blindsided <laughs> yeah and so jesse was just like it's killing me like i need to know um he's like it's fine either way i just need to know right. yeah and so we decided to do the amniocentesis there's definitely people have judged me for it really? um mm-hmm. because, because of the one, one in, in 1000 risk yeah um hmm. i don't know that i would do it again honestly yeah i with the heart defect i've the odds were so high at that point. Right. I didn't need that. And I, I maybe next time I probably would push back and not, not have done it. Not that I regret doing it. Yeah. I just, but it is your first kid. You don't know. You don't know. And there's yeah. so, I remember you coming to me with so many stories, of these false positives that were like a lot, that, a ton. And mm-hmm. so it's like, 
I don't know. You don't I didn't want to prepare. Right. I didn't want to prepare for nine months and then like all of a sudden have this baby that didn't have Down syndrome. I would have been like, well, what now? Like I yeah. just spent nine months preparing for this and now I have no idea. Like, or God forbid, like, you know, but I just felt like we talked about this a lot where it's like, okay, you know about the heart issues, but like to get a birth diagnosis and also have heart issues is very stressful. Like that's a yeah. stressful situation. That's the difference between having surgery in a day or two, mm-hmm. or maybe like several months, like we'll get too soon with Ashton, but it's like a very big difference. Whereas you just want to be as prepared and in the know as you can, mm-hmm. especially with your first freaking baby. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but none of your friends or family have a down syndrome baby. So to no. not have any reference, like the only people that I know with Down syndrome, I knew as an adult or like they were like 18 or 16 whenever mm-hmm. I would help out in our area. But it was like, I never knew baby. Like, I don't, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. And then you have doctors not pushing you, but definitely telling you you can terminate mm-hmm. and not really helping you so much with, okay, if it is Down syndrome, here's what we would do or here's our plan of attack. Yeah. Well, so the I thing that I think really frustrated me was like, it got brought up so many times and mm-hmm. um, I have friends that are like, oh, well, the doctor has to give you all of your options. And I was like, yeah, but like, okay, you, you've been pregnant. You've gone in through pregnancy twice. Uh-huh. Have your doctors ever pushed or encouraged you to no. abort your baby? No, nope. because your babies are quote unquote normal. Yeah. Uh-huh. It Because my baby's different, I was encouraged to get rid of him. And there's a reason that 70% of Americans abort a baby because of the risk of Down syndrome. I'm not even talking a pre, like, I'm not even talking they had a C, like, they had an official diagnosis. Like, there's a reason that 70% abort, and it's not because, it's because the parents are terrified. It's fear mongering. And it's because the doctors are pushing it. Right. And the the parent has no idea. They're Mm -hmm. scared. And they're being pushed in this direction. They're not giving, they're not being given current information. Right. And I had to literally, I just, and then again, when my amnio came back, I was not surprised. The doctor again called different doctor and was like, I'm so sorry. Your baby has down syndrome. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like, I'm fine. Don't be sorry for Mm me. And then I called my mom and she like cried and was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, mom don't be sorry right. for us. Like, this is not something to be sorry for. The apology should come if your baby has passed away. It's like, that's or like, like where... heart surgery. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I am sorry he but had heart surgery. But even still, like, where you were at in pregnancy. Like, yes. in la- like <clears throat> if your baby's gonna, or if your doctor's gonna call you and apologize for anything, yeah, it should be, hey, we couldn't find a heartbeat or something. Right. You know? So it's like, I don't know. I feel like with the termination... And pushing that with fear, fear-mongering parents, and you can talk a little bit about this later, <clears throat> but the environment, I'm looking at all these presents right here, like that you've been hooked into to get more knowledge about what it's like to have a Down mm-hmm. syndrome baby and what that actually looks like in real life versus your view of like, or my view, anyone's view before they actually have a kid with Down syndrome, you have no idea. And so mm-hmm. your fear of the unknown... The fear of the unknown is real. Your first kid is already a fear of unknown, and now you've just added the second layer that your doctor's telling you, well, now you can terminate, but he didn't bring that up with my baby before it came back with any of these tests. Mm -hmm. So it must be really bad. Right, (laughs) it must be. Yeah, and that's what they just, and that's what, that's like the stigma around it is just like, I'm so sorry, your baby has this, like, and then the message that parents are getting is they're not getting support. Like, I had to ask for resources. I literally had to say, I'm not terminating my baby like right. give me resources give me information yeah, and like you. why yeah. why should I be begging for information yeah. like isn't that I don't know I felt like the specialist job was to keep me and the baby safe mm-hmm. and then the job just immediately turned into well your baby's not normal so like 
let's just get rid of it now. Yeah. And like, we can go upstairs and take care of this now. And Mm. that's not what I wanted to hear. And I felt like it was just like every appointment I would go in, I felt like they would look at me and like, you'd have to like defend your decision every time. Yeah. And just like, Oh, here's that girl. That poor thing. Yeah. Here she is with that bad pregnancy, you know? And just like, then they're seeing other patients like, with healthy pregnancies and they're like oh hey yours you must be so excited right so yeah i just felt like very verbiage and language around it that's Mm -hmm. not called for i just felt like i was being treated very unfairly versus somebody else and i know if my next pregnancy is quote unquote normal right that none of these things i would experience yeah and um which is the likelihood right that your next pregnancy is quote unquote yeah yeah and um but yeah, it's it's insane. And so I met all these families when I was pregnant with kids with Down syndrome. It was amazing. They're incredible people. Um, I still talk to a lot of them. And then I got plugged into all these networks online and in person. And tomorrow morning, like I have my mom group in the morning, and um, I've met some really awesome moms that were friends that I'm friends with now with babies and kids with Down syndrome. And like the community is seriously the best community. Like, I just got something in the mail from a mom who her baby had heart surgery the same day as Ashton, same heart surgery. And she sent me all these things in the mail and sent a, like a sweet card about praying for us. And just like this community is amazing. And I would never would have met these people if right. it wasn't for, you know, him having Down syndrome. And like, there's no way I would take his Down syndrome away. Like, I would, of course, I wish he didn't go through heart surgery, right. but I would have yeah. taken that away. But um, I, yeah, I never would have. Like now, I wouldn't, I would never change that about him. And so, yeah, it's interesting. So then, fast forward into the end of my pregnancy, it got really scary. The placenta wasn't functioning as well. Um, Actually, I have a question about that. Yeah. Was that an, uh, like at all related to the fact that he had done syndrome? Yeah. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was just like something else that went wrong. Like, like a lot of times it's because of like smoking or drugs. Oh. Mm-hmm. Brooke's famous for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly I was doing all that. No. Um, a lot of times that's what causes it. Oh, but wow. with Down syndrome, yeah, it's very it's a, common okay. that the placenta will break down early. That and because of that, stillbirth is actually more common because like a lot of people if they don't know their baby has down syndrome let's say and they carry past 37 weeks they could and I've actually met a lot of moms unfortunately that their baby did pass away stillbirth because they didn't know um and the placenta had broken down and wasn't functioning well and so and for those of you who don't know if anyone out there but the placenta is literally the lifeblood for this baby like it gives Mm -hmm. All of the oxygenated blood, all the nutrients, like everything your baby needs to grow and thrive comes from the placenta. So when it starts to break down and not work properly, they're getting way less nutrients. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like you being starved, you know, you not having enough oxygen, things like that. So So you were monitored really closely. Yeah. So then I was getting twice weekly ultrasounds to monitor the placenta flow. And they said if it (laughs) reverses or stops, then I'm like admitted. Um, I got beta methazone shots, which are steroid shots to develop the lungs. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. They hurt, right? Shots in my butt. Aww. They hurt so shots bad. Shots in my butt. Oh, they, so if you have a likelihood of delivering early, they give you these shots and they're so painful. Oh. They're so painful. I had to get four of them. Like I got two at I think 29 weeks and two at 31 weeks because that's where they really thought yeah. I was going to be delivering around that time. And we discovered this issue, the growth restriction in placenta issue we discovered at 27 weeks so from then on it was really a scary pregnancy like it was yes. very stressful they're like if you don't feel movement for an hour you need to you need to go to the er and go into labor delivery you need to call us um 
it was very stressful. Um, and then we got to the point where at 34 weeks, like magically from 34 weeks to 36 weeks, he just like magically started growing. Right. Yeah. It was so bizarre. He like up. I remember seeing you and I was like, Whoa, your belly grew like a and ton. He, yeah. And he just like Which all of a sudden awesome. grew. I don't know how. And yeah. then, um, I went in, I went in for my last ultrasound. We had my induction date scheduled for 37 weeks. We were so excited because we're like, we have a date now. Yeah. I feel like the pressure's off. Like, Full term. We're yeah. going to make it to 37 weeks. And then I go in for my last ultrasound. Jesse didn't go because it was the last one, and I had they had to change my appointment to a morning, so he, uh-huh. he couldn't go. So I go in, and I see that my amniotic fluid's low. And I at this point, like I know all the thresholds for everything because when you go in <laughs> and get two ultrasounds a week, like yeah. you know you what know they're everything. looking for. Uh-huh. Whereas and I'm just like, everything looked good. And they yeah. tell me yes. And I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah. She's like, uh-huh. um, the placenta or the, the amniotic fluid, I think she said a four. And I was like, oh, I'm not leaving, am I? And she's oh. like, no. Is your bag packed? Dang. I was like, yeah, it's in the it's car. It's six weeks. It's pretty yeah. great for everything that kind yeah. of happened. So I called Jesse. I texted him. I was like, you need to get here. You need to come to the hospital. I'm getting admitted. <laughs> He's like, what? You know, sheer panic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so then, yeah, labor and fast forward, I got induced. Um, and then it went really fast. Um, Talk about how many people were in the room. About 10 <laughs> people are in the room as I'm pushing. Super pleasant. Yeah. And they just said, like, his heart rate kept dropping and not dropping. family. Yeah, no, like not doctors. family. Doctors and nurses. <laughs> well, they had the NICU doctors coming because they knew he was going to go in the NICU and right. need exams and get an echo. Like, they knew he had a heart defect. So there's a lot of things they had to examine right away. So then... Yeah, we were pushing, and he his heart rate kept declining and declining. They're called late decelerations, and, like, mm-hmm. typically when that happens, you do an emergency C-section. Right. I was, like, moving so fast that they're like, we we just need to get this baby out as fast as possible. Yeah. And he was under five pounds, so, like, pushing out a baby that small is a little easier than pushing out, like, a nine-pound baby. So, we'll yeah. Keep you posted. Yeah, so he... <laughs> Yeah, he came out quick and then was in the NICU for only six days, which is pretty awesome. Which is amazing. Yeah. Because um, throughout the pregnancy, and this goes back to, like, the fear-mongering language that I feel like... I don't I don't know that they were probably trying to be intentionally fear-mongering, but definitely scary language that doctors were using were how long they were going to be in the NICU, mm-hmm. like, when you're going to give birth, like, you know, like you said, around 29 weeks, it got really scary, like... It was just a big mental shift for you. And then to have him come home in six days was like a freaking miracle. It was, yeah. It and they was just amazing. Yeah, because, I mean, the last, seriously, the last two months was just like, oh, your your baby is, like, very likely going to be still born stillbirth. You know, yeah. stillbirth yeah. or you're going to lose the baby or, you know, something's going to happen. And so that's, like, constantly going through your mind. And it's terrifying. Um, it's terrifying. Like, what's ridiculous about it is that I get terrified of things like that. And I have no reason to. So, right. like, the stress, the, like, I don't know, level three stress that I'm under all the time for absolutely no reason, mm-hmm. just because of weird stories that have happened at birth. And then for you to have to be under that stress all the time, and you know... <laughs> no! <laughs> we record at the same time all yes. the time. Um, but just, like, that is so much stress on a pregnancy already that's already having issues with, like, the placenta. Oh, that would be so stressful. Yeah. <coughs> oh, gosh. But I do remember they were trying to get you to gain weight. Yeah. So you were, like, eating ice cream every day, right? Yeah. They were, like, <laughs> stop working out and gain weight. And yeah. I was, like, all right. Okay. Eat all the calories all the time. <laughs> I was just, like, I don't care what I'm eating. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then, yeah. So then fast forward to last two weeks ago where he went in for his heart surgery. So he has what's called a complete AVSD, which is 
an atrioventricular septal defect. So it's a large hole in the center of his heart, which allows blood to flow between all four chambers. So it's like a hole in the atrium and the ventricle. Um, so they had to like close both of those holes and then fix the valves. Um, overall, it was successful. So for those of you who don't know, typically mm-hmm. you don't have holes in your heart. Yeah. Um, and the reason why that's an issue is because the oxygenated and deoxygenated blood will mix and mm-hmm. it makes it very difficult to keep your oxygen levels up and your oxygen levels affect every muscle in your body and mm-hmm. make you extremely weak and tired and you're not able to feed well. I mean, there's a lot of complications. A lot. With that. Yeah. So he was on oxygen uh, from birth until surgery. Right. Like full time. To help him. Yeah. Now he's on oxygen at night when he sleeps, which, which is, is awesome. no big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Such a big turnaround. Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. And and the complete AVSD is very common with Down syndrome. I think uh-huh. pretty much, I think I think it's like, don't quote me on this, I think 80% of kids with this heart defect have Down syndrome. Oh, okay. So it's very common. But like how many Down syndrome babies have this heart defect? Um, it's not as high, Out of high, Down right? syndrome, if you have a baby with Down syndrome, they're about 50% they're, that they're going to have a heart defect. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to need heart surgery. Right. So I think it's like 30 or 40% actually get heart surgery. Okay. So yeah, I mean, if you have a baby down syndrome, is it always this complete one or is it? No, this is the most common, I think. It's also called an AV canal um, is what the heart defect is also called. Okay. Um, So yeah, that's another name for it. And then when he had his heart surgery, he had a complication. It's called chylothorax. Um, and so now for the next, well, it's essentially like four weeks that he can't have breast milk because of the fat in breast milk. Um, so it's a type of pleural effusion. So it's like fluid that's building up in his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't catch it, I mean, it will kill you. Yeah. It's very dangerous. Um, it affects your breathing. Here, yeah. Right? It affects your breathing. Um, and can kind of go undetected. I mean, yeah. And typically like if you're going to have a post-operative chylothorax, they're right. going to find it, it because yeah. he already had chest tubes in right and they're already doing x-rays yep. so like they know that it's a complication it is more common with down syndrome too to have this complication okay. well, um, remember when i was visiting you too she said it's more common in the elevation here for whatever yeah. reason yeah so that too i thought that was interesting mm-hmm. i guess maybe because it's more energy or like difficult on the lungs to breathe here i don't know but i thought that was interesting yeah. So, anyway, so he has that. And yeah. Which for those of you who follow Brooke, at, you should mention your Down with the Millers Instagram. It's yeah, like, it's at Down period with period the period Millers, and, and then Brooke period May period Miller. So, but she shared on there. I mean, she's like a freaking rock star with pumping, and she always has been because because what we were talking about before, he doesn't have a ton of energy to nurse. He can mm-hmm. latch, and he's latched a few times well. Yeah, yeah. But then can't finish a feeding, so she has to pump and give him a bottle. I mean, this poor woman. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. But, like, it's really hard now because she's having to give him formula and still pump, and it's heartbreaking because you're working so hard to get all this beautiful, glorious breast milk no. and still have to get formula. I mean, obviously, his health first matters most, but... It's painful. Well, it's painful just because, like, the antibodies in breast milk are so important right. for especially so many right things, now. especially right now, like, after recovering from heart surgery. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I was so excited to be able to give him my milk beforehand and after because yeah. clearly he's in, like, a state of recovery and you, you know, it's what's best for him. But you had this, like, beautiful post where you wrote so well about, like, 
it was so tragic. Like, I was crying when I was reading oh, it. But well, it you're also like, pregnant. I'm also pregnant. I would cry anyways. Yeah. But it was such a beautiful post where you were like, it's hard because this was the last thing that I felt like I could do for him. Like, yeah. everything was in the doctor's hands. He was in the surgeon's hands that you've met a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Like, you're his mom and you want to be able to protect him and care for him and do what you can. But at some point, you have to pass him over and give freaking open heart surgery to your four-month-old baby who just came into this harsh, harsh world. Yeah. And you're like, well, at least I was giving him breast milk, and now I can't even do that. And I just, like, flat out lost it. I know. it's like, it's so true. I mean, ugh, it well, was just like, so emotional for me to read. Yeah, because I was like, this is the only thing I could do for him in the NICU. So, like, right. you know, you're, when you're in the PICU, you know, I had a pump, and I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing for him. So, like, the first three or four days was, like, yeah. good, because I'm like, okay, you we're soon like working. Yeah, like, I'm doing something. And- for yeah. him I'm gonna get him out of here and then like yeah. when they tell you like actually your milk like the fat in your him. milk is hurting him Ugh. you're just like what what okay, do you so mean I guess we'll just sit here and stare at him yeah and I had a really hard time that night like I cried the yeah. whole way home just because yeah it was like okay the one thing I can do for him is taken away I've worked my ass off to mm-hmm. have a good supply and she seriously has yeah it's like I've spent so much time and effort doing it so that was really hard um so anyway, so yep. that's where we're at. But hopefully in a week and a half or so, he can go back on breast milk. We'll do a CT, or sorry, not a CT. We'll do a chest x-ray. Make sure that no Kyle is building up in his lungs. If that's clear, then we're good to go. And then... And you can start nursing. Yeah, my goal... Will be like yes, my goal is amazing. to like only pump at work. Yeah. That's my goal. So we'll and see. And you go back to maternity leave. And I'm... Back to maternity leave. Yeah, I'm, I this wish. is my last week of maternity leave. So I'm like really bummed because I'm like, man, I like... I don't even get to, like, nurse him during my maternity leave, mm-hmm. you know? This is such a bummer. And if he gets it, I'll be so thankful. And I'm going to probably nurse right. him until he's two because yeah. I'm going to just be so excited. Perspective, man. It's like... <laughs> yes. So crazy. So, yeah. So, I don't know. That's... that's... So, Brooke's a rock star. <sighs> yeah. And if you need any help with stress relief, Brooke can help you. Because yes. she's had to work on it. <laughs> right. So... I feel like you've been prepping your whole life for stress relief. You're such a good exerciser. <laughs> Although you couldn't exercise at the end of your I pregnancy. I couldn't exercise at the end of my pregnancy. I couldn't drink wine. I was like, well, I guess I'll just take this lukewarm bath because I can't even take a hot bath. What is this? I'll just take a lukewarm Now I can do everything. Yoga. Um, yes. It's like gentle stretching. But I wanted to, I have this little quiz and I wanted to quiz yeah. you on a Ooh, few. Okay. okay. All right, I'm ready. So we're going to quiz Alyssa. That yeah, way we'll Matt's all said learn he had something. No idea yeah, no, you had no idea. This I is going to be a little nervous. I'm going to cut it if I'm bad. Okay. <laughs> I edit this podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Down syndrome is the most common mm-hmm. chromosomal abnormality. True or false? True. It is true. <sighs> it is true. One. Yes. Um, and then. How many chromosomes does a baby with Down syndrome have? Not pairs. I've gotten yes. this wrong before. How many total chromosomes? Is it 46? 46. 47? Oh. 21 or 35? What were my options? 46, 47, 21, 35. 47 then, I guess. Yeah, 47. Yes. Yep. Typical. I, did you hear you me and I. 46? Yeah, you and I have forty six. He has forty seven. He's got an extra, and you know how I know that? Because that crazy sock post. That do you remember on Instagram oh, yeah. that crazy sock post that we posted? It was such a good like visual for me to like keep in mind. Anyways, yes. Okay. What does trisomy twenty one mean? Shoot, I have no idea. Three copies of chromosome twenty one. Oh, okay. So, and that's why March 21st is Down Syndrome World, like oh, World Down Syndrome yeah. Day, 321, because we have three copies of 21. Okay. 
Um, what is the likelihood of having a baby with Down syndrome if you're 30 years old? So my age. If you're 30. Mm-hmm. If I'm 30. I feel like you've told me this one. One in a hundred? One in a thousand. Dang it. Mm-hmm. it was one in a hundred. When does it go to one in a hundred? Over 40? I think when you're over 40. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Whew, I got a few years. Yep. Ten and a half. And if you have a kid with Down syndrome, they'll be best friends. I, I know. Well, either way, they're going to be best yeah, friends. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, have such a good support system immediately. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be plugged in. By the way, Denver is like the best place to have a kid with Down syndrome yeah. because we have the Rocky Mountain Down Syndrome Association. We have um, the Global Down Syndrome Association here. And just like the networks and, and Special Olympics, like everything here is so massive. And then we also have what's called the C-Center for Down Syndrome. It's part of Children's Hospital. So it's a specific clinic that you take your kid to and it's a doctor pt ot speech like everything and they only see kids with down syndrome they have thousands of kids that like come from other states Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah i've seen the outpouring of support it's been amazing it's been really good meanwhile other moms who have quote-unquote normal kids get shamed online all the time (laughs) yes death threats sent to them it's great yeah parenting's great i know i know and then it's good yeah Okay, I'll do two more questions. Okay. One in every how many babies in the U.S. are born with Down syndrome? Oh, that's interesting because that's, you said 70% terminate. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and one in a thousand at 30. If I was good at math, is yeah. this like a one in answer? Yeah, one in every how many babies are 10, born. 10,000? Nope, 700. 700. Huh. One in 700. Does that math add up? I don't know. Maybe because over 40. Well, actually, speaking of that, what percent of Down syndrome babies are born to women under 35? What percent? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what percent of kids with Down syndrome are born to women under 35? Huh. I would think less, but 23, I'm going to go with. 80%. Really? Under 35? Because we're (laughs) we're the ones having the most kids. So, like... Oh, so even if you're over 40, your chances are higher. Your chances are higher, but you're not... That makes sense. You're not having as many kids, typically. Dang, that's crazy. Yep. And then, last question. People with Down syndrome have an increased risk for congenital heart defects, Uh respiratory issues, Uh sleep apnea, Uh hearing and vision issues, leukemia, or all of the above. All of the above. Yes. I didn't know about hearing and seeing seeing issues. Yeah, that is one of the things. Well, like... Like, what kind of hearing and seeing issues? Um, just, like, that they need glasses or, like, okay. cochlear implants or, like, hard of hearing. Um, gotcha. Ashton has fluid in his ear, but his hearing's normal. Okay, good. So, he passed the second hearing test. Good. Yeah, everybody. All you right. passed your quiz, Alyssa. I don't know. I think I got, like, 50%. <laughs> yeah, you did pretty it's well. It's fine. I'll take it. Yeah, you did pretty well. Um... I'm trying to think of there is there anything else that you remember from our journey that you want to touch on or um I will say that I remember crying at spin class when you told me you were pregnant. I remember that. <laughs> that was like the best day ever. That was so Cuz Brooke and I were in total cahoots wanting to have babies around the same time and so yes. it was like we were chatting about it all the time. And then I mean clearly cuz I'm now pregnant about to give yes. birth. <laughs> so, it was like super exciting cuz she was like, "I don't know, I'm not ovulating they think I might have PCOS and I remember all that going down like crazy and me being like what's going on why haven't you had your period yet and then she came back and um, saw me at spin class she waited to see me in person and was like 
immediately, right before spin class, that told uh. me you were pregnant. And I flipped out. And then we were, like, crying and hugging and starting spin. And our instructor was like, what the hell is going on What's with these going Miller on? girls? <laughs> well, they say they're not sisters, but I don't know. <laughs> I know. And then the other uh. funny thing was I, it was a different spin class that I took a pregnancy test. It was faintly positive. Right. I literally drove to spin class to see you. Uh-huh. I didn't tell you and it was so hard <laughs> and then i called the doctor in the parking lot each other. So, yes. we can't, we're bad at keeping anything Secrets. to ourselves ever with yep. anybody especially with each other well i knew jesse would kill That's me impressive. yes so i was like That's he would fair. genuinely be so mad so i was like okay i will i'm gonna so i got out of spin class with you and i called the doctor and i was like i think i need to get a blood test and then uh-huh. i went in for the blood test that day and then they called me the next day and that's how i told jesse which yeah. he knew like at that night i was like by the way, I got a blood test. And then I showed him the test, and he's like, there's no way that's positive. Yeah. I was like, there's a line. And he's like, no, there's not. I know. Boys are negative like he's that. Like, there's I no showed line. Josh one time, too, and he's like, no. And I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real. It's that's real. How it goes. This is how it goes. Ours wasn't even that faint. He still was like, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Mine was faint. Mine was like 10 days post-ovulation, which is insane. Wow. Yeah. Normally, that's you find crazy. out like 14 days yeah. or 21 days after. I found out 10. Dang. Yeah, it's usually at least a two-week wait. Yeah, no, I did not wait to <sighs> So I think that's it. We covered so much. Yeah, uh, so I don't think anyone asked us any questions online. <laughs> yeah, I think the main thing is like, um, yeah, it's just if you ever find yourself in the situation where you're told that your likelihood's high from a test, I mean, take it with a grain of salt because a lot of times it's not positive. And if it is positive, then reach out to a local organization um, or other moms who have kids with Down syndrome. There's a huge Instagram community, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I've connected with a lot of moms like all over the world that way, different countries. Um, So yeah, you're not alone. Um, There's also some hard stuff to read on the internet. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Recently (laughs) a mom wrote, I would die for my kids, but if I was pregnant with a baby with Down syndrome, of course I would terminate it because the kid clearly would live a life of suffering and it would be so unfair to bring that kid into the world and parents who do that are so selfish. And I was like (sighs) reading this just thinking like, if you only had met my kid, like you have no idea. And see if they're suffering. Yeah, I was like, my kid's not suffering, but thank you. Right. And, you know, she's telling this... She's never gone through it. She right. has no idea. She's just a pregnant mom. That's the thing is when you haven't gone through it firsthand, you can't even imagine knowing. It's like what everyone says about being a mom. It's like until you're a mom, you really can't imagine what that's yeah. like. It's the same thing with having a kid with Down syndrome or any other anything. syndrome or anything. This is something, Brooke, what's that podcast that you sent me? What's the name of it? Do you remember? Which one? Where she talked about her family story of like getting, she had a kid with Down syndrome. Oh, yeah. The Miraculous Mamas podcast. Yes, but yes. um. Yeah, that one recently was called Up Syndrome, and it's all about oh. yeah, Down Syndrome. Okay, well, the one that you sent me, I loved a snippet of that in there, put to words something that I hadn't ever been able to put the words to before, mm-hmm. but it was like using the term special needs. Yeah. Which, like, I get that you want to have a way to categorize, but it's right. like... Using the term special needs is silly because every kid has special needs. Like, uh-huh. my kid throws freaking tantrums over the most ridiculous stuff. So I have to, like, teeter-totter around something. I mean, I realize that's not going to cause the same complications in our family. But, mm-hmm. like, it's still special needs. And I thought the way that she worded that was so 
accurate, like how you said you wouldn't take away the Down syndrome from Ashton because it's part of who he is. Like, same thing with any special needs kids yeah. that have any needs that are not quote-unquote normal, <laughs> which well, is every everything. kid. Yeah, every kid is so issues, different. I mean, issues, like social issues, like tantrums, all this stuff. It's like every kid has something going something. on. <laughs> There's something with every child. Yeah, yeah, it's like none of us are normal. Right. I don't want to belittle what you're going through. Yeah, no, I totally through, agree. Like, yeah. Every kid has something. Every kid has something. And yeah. to, and yeah, and like that whole thing just got me like furious because I'm like, yeah. well, what if you knew that your kid was going to be, have autism or right. ADHD or, um, I don't know. Or just name make bad decisions in their life. Yeah. Like become they an could alcoholic be, or a drug addict. Drug addict. Yeah. yeah. Like if you knew that they were going to have issues, like everyone has issues. Right. You know, we all are going to have issues in our life. Uh-huh. Um, then it should it just be better that we kill everyone. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. It just doesn't make sense to me. I and mean, these are like a lot of the arguments for people that are like poor or, you know, struggling. And it's like, yeah, that sucks. But everyone has go, goes through hard times. Like we all go through hard times. The extent is different. And yeah, right. The stories are different for everybody. But also, the highs and lows for your family with Ashton are going to be so incredible. It's like you're going to have such highs with him mm-hmm. that people won't be able to understand from the outside. But yeah, like when he walks, yes. it is going to be so your perspective amazing. is going to. You're going to have to keep me in perspective of yeah. Like, okay, this is amazing that my kid is eating at six months old, or you know these these um, milestones that he's going to pass are going to be so exciting. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that, yeah, I think our milestones are going to be so exciting with him. And like when we have our next kid, they're, they're just not going to be as exciting. Like, you know, (laughs) it'll be, yeah, it'll be exciting. But just, you know, like when he walks and potty trains, like it's going to be so exciting versus like, yeah, if I had another child, you know, it's like, it's the expectation is like, oh, well, my kids should walk at one. Right. So they're going to walk at one. Right. No, like he might walk at two and it's going to be insane and exciting when he does. So yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just a whole different perspective. Perspective, mindset. And then just knowing that like every kid is created uniquely in the image of God. And I really, truly believe that like every kid is here and every person, the kids that grow up to be adults, are put here for a reason, and Ashton's going to do some freaking amazing things with his life. Mm-hmm. So, already. Yeah, so if you guys have any questions about Down syndrome, yeah. know anybody that has it, know anybody who's pregnant and wants to have questions about prenatal testing, mm-hmm. reach out. Um, yeah. I've had so many moms reach out to me and say, like, awesome. I'm pregnant and my baby has Down syndrome. Thanks for Aww. talking to me. Like, And I've yeah. talked to other moms, too, when I was pregnant. Like, hey, I'm going through this. What advice do you have? And just connecting with people who are going through it is the best thing you can do, I think. Right. Awesome. Yay. Thanks, Brooke. Thanks There's for our sharing. update. Sorry, yeah. it was super long, but no, everyone loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll post a picture of how exactly. cute he is. He's you so know. freaking cute. We should yeah. have had a picture of him and um, uh, Aiden together. <gasps> what were we thinking? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> they met Next the other time. night, and that was awesome. I yes. My son was being a little funky, but. He is so cute. He had a good time. He, he oh, had fun. He's so sweet. On the way home, he goes, Ashton's my best friend. <gasps> oh. And then he keeps telling me that sometimes he calls him Ashed. And I was like, when? When have you ever called him Ashed? But it's really cute. He's got a nickname already. Oh, so. my gosh. I love it so much. <sighs> I don't know. Aiden doesn't really have a nickname. Aiden. Aiden. Yeah, you can't. Don't, <laughs> no. don't call him Aiden. Don't call Aids. him Aiden. Aiden. Um, anyways, thanks for tuning in, you guys. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at at 
diet.riot.podcast or um, follow Brooke as well to keep up with Ashton and um, their updates. I'm sure she'll be posting on there. Otherwise, we will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye. Bye.